Hello and welcome back to India on 99.94, your home of Indian cricket content. I'm Nikesh Raghani, your host, BBC and SEN commentator, Sara Waris, my co-host alongside, as always, of Wisden. And uh, today we're going to be discussing India's T20 eyesight. And uh, we've been, it seems like we've been discussing it non-stop, Sara, for months and months and months. The Asia Cup, uh, the England Tour, obviously, and then leading into the uh, the World Cup as well, and even off the back of it with the New Zealand series as well. What are they getting right in their selections? What are they getting wrong? Well, today, Sarah and I are going to give you our 11s of players that are currently available. And this is assuming that everyone is, is available uh, to play T20 international cricket. So I know some players have been resting for the New Zealand series, but we're not going to bother about any of that going forward as of now and I know the World Cup is in 2024 so it's a long way away things can happen people can get out of form people can get injured new players can come through so we're not going to get the crystal ball out and look into the future we're going to say as of now what we think should be India's T20 on this a few days ago for wisdom and uh, this is the team that I had picked and I'll stick with the same team so my openers just in short we'll discuss this later so my openers Prithvi Shaw Rishabh Pant uh, don't have Kohli in there number three is Rahul Tripathi Surya Kumar Yadav at four a lock Hardik Pandya is my captain there is Sanju Samson Ravindra Jadeja, uh, a lot has been spoken about his injury and all, but I still think that he will be fit enough at least for the next two years. Ravi Bishnoi is there, Umran Malik, Bumra, and Arshdeep Singh as the mm, last base option. Okay, so I've gone a little bit different and I've gone a bit rogue as well. So here's my 11. So Prithvi Shaw opening with Virat Kohli. I think that's that's where you get the best of Kohli. Sky at number three, because that's where he bats in the IPL. That's where he's had all these success. I know he's had success at at four for India, but I'd put him at three. I'd put Samson at four. I'd put Hardik Bandia, captain, at number five. Rahul Dawatia at number six, finisher. Jadeja, seven. And then the bowlers, I I don't quite know the batting order, but maybe Bumra, Jahel, Umran Malik, and Arshdeep Singh as well. Let's discuss. What do you guys think as well? Let us know. Uh, just just comment on, on our post, uh, whether you're listening on podcast, whether you're on YouTube. Let us know what you think of our picks and uh, we'll delve into it in more detail now. So let let me just write yours down as well. So you've got Shaw, Bunt, Tripathi. and then at number three, Tripathi, was it? And then Hardik. Sky at Hardik. four. Yeah, Sanju Samson. Hardik at five. Jadeja, Bishnoi, Umran Samson. Malik. Okay, right. So I'm just writing this down, by the way. If you're listening on podcasts, we've not gone all silent. I'm not speechless at Sarah's side. So we've gone fairly similar with with some of the picks. So let's discuss Britvi Shaw, right? We both got him in there. He's not been in the reckoning. It seems as though it's off the field stuff, which is keeping him out of the India setup at the moment. Although, as you mentioned in the previous podcast, was a standby in test cricket a year ago. So who knows? Who knows what's going on? But new selectors apparently coming in at some point in the near future. So 
Maybe they'll have a different take on it. Maybe new permanent captain in this format of the game as well will have a different take on it. So Britney Shaw, I don't, I don't think there's any argument really in, in terms of cricketing ability in this form of the game. There's no he argument, right? He there. has to open. That's what, you know, the selectors, I just hope the new selectors who come in, they ch- change uh, their mindset. And, you know, the focus on average shot doesn't have the best average in the format, but his strike rate, like, I remember the time when he struck uh, six fours in an over against Shiva Mavi last year. I think it was in the first over and that that was it. That was game over. He didn't go on to score a lot, but, you know, just that's his impact. And again, I don't know why he's not picked, but Shaw has to be like he has to be. But I just have a feeling that 2024 before the World Cup, we are just going to be talking about why is Prithi Shaw not in the team. I just have a feeling we are going to, you know, do a... A standalone episode on that. So. Well, if he keeps scoring runs, they they can't ignore him. So that's that's all he needs to keep doing is is scoring runs. And and I suppose now is the time with new selectors coming in, potentially a new captain in this format as well. We'll see how that goes. But you would think, I mean, even Hardik Bandia in interviews has been hinting at mm-hmm. that, hasn't he? He hinted at that. There was a quote about leaving Samson out and. You know, he gave a typical diplomatic answer about that and sort of said, I know these players feel bad if they're not in the 11s, but he said we would have liked to have played him, but there wasn't an opportunity Mm. to, which I don't understand. Maybe he was given orders from up above that these are the players you're going to pick and you're just the temporary captain at the moment. But Mm. then he talked about being a captain and if he was in a leadership role in this format, he would create an atmosphere where those players who are left out can come and talk to him and be open about it and talk about their feelings and and he'll create that togetherness within the camp. So he actually, I mean, he almost sort of, you know, wrote himself an article in his CV uh, to be captain of the T20i side, which I thought was, was telling. And I think whether or not anybody's spoken to him about that is besides the point. I like that. I like the confidence that he thinks and he feels probably that he should be the captain in this format. So I like that. And, um, you know, that that might create an atmosphere where players like Britby Shaw, who have been troubled in the past, can come and find their place in the side. He puts his arm around them and off they go scoring runs. Um, so that's Britby yeah. Shaw. You've gone Rishabh Bunt at the top of the order, which is still right-hand, left-hand, so it's not the Ishan Kishan and Rishabh Bunt thing that we saw in the New Zealand series. You tell me why you've gone for Bunt, and yeah. I'll tell you why Kohli, Bunt, I think, is a better option. just because of the talent that he has, the skills that he has. He deserves to be backed. He deserves to be given a longer rope. I know he's played around more than 50 T20. is not really cemented his place. His strike rate is an issue, but then uh, you've been playing him at the wrong place, according to me. Like, he's not your number five, number six, which is where he has batted most parts of his career. He, like, he needs to open. Like, you never know. Like, just have him open and with Shaw. He is also the kind of player, you know, who needs some time to get going. And with Shaw at the other end, it could just, you know, solve the uh, template, the batting approach uh, issue. And he didn't really do much in the New Zealand series, had a terrible uh, series. But then uh, I would want him to be given a longer rope. I'm actually surprised that you have Kohli there um, two years later. Yeah, so your reasons for picking Kohli? Look, I reckon Kohli will play till he's nearly 40. 
his fitness isn't an issue. Tendulkar did it. A lot of players are doing it now, aren't they? A lot of, a lot of players across sports uh, are doing it and, and just being fitter and being able to play at the top level longer. So I don't think 35, 36 is now necessarily the age for every cricketer to retire. Um, certainly if they've got the fitness of Kohli and, and the determination yeah. of Kohli, it's, it's up to him whether he wants it. And I think he'll carry on playing IPL. So as a result, he'll carry on being available for T20 internationals. And the, the form he's in at the moment, look, if if Kohli just plays like we know he can from now on, he had a slump, so to speak, but, you know, most average players or, you know, average international players wouldn't have been too unhappy with the run that he had. He just wasn't scoring the centuries, was he? That was the main issue. He was still getting the 30s and, you know, getting himself in and stuff. He just wasn't looking like the world beater that we know. So the form he's in at the moment and the fact, look, you, you need... You still need an experienced head in the side, but you need somebody who can also switch gears. And I believe having Coley face as many deliveries as possible is the way to go. I mean, usually he comes in very early anyway, usually in the first over, first couple of overs anyway, because India have usually lost an early wicket. So he might as well open. Mm. He's had success recently. He can play that anchor role. And, and the side that mm. I've picked there's there's not really many other anchors or any other options and you don't really want Hardik to have to play anchor he can if he needs to and if Kohli goes early then you know Hardik could come in a bit earlier and and be that anchor you could mess around with the lineup in those situations but you need somebody who can bat through the majority of the innings and with both of us as well we've picked sides with very long tails basically the tail starts at eight and that's just simply because the bowling, they're the best bowlers, right? And unfortunately, we don't have any world-class, you know, fast bowlers that can also bat as well and, and bat properly. Boomer is improving, of course, but, you know, he's more a 9-10 rather than an 8. Um, so you'd, you'd need that bit of security, I think. And, and that's the reason I've gone for Kohli. You can't argue with the class. You can't argue with the stats. Um, and yeah, I think I think having him in the side just lifts everybody, puts fear into the opposition as well because he's still Virat Kohli. Yeah. Virat Kohli in World Cups has you know it, it, it's got got a special aura about it. I think so. Yeah, fair point. That's why I've gone Kohli. Fair point. So have, yeah. I, have I won you oh, around? Fair point. I don't. It doesn't sound like you've been won around. Uh, you, you're sticking with Rishabh Pant, right? Yeah, I am the biggest Kohli fan, so I wouldn't mind Kohli there. Just with all his workload management, uh, you were right. You know that it's up to him. Really, he deserves a place there. Uh, I'm looking at it more. You know what might happen? Like if Kohli doesn't play, and you're looking at it that Kohli will play. So. Um, I wouldn't mind having Kohli there. So I'm a very big Kohli fan. So, yeah. So if we were to do a joint side, then we'd probably put Rishabh Pant slash Virat Kohli, depending on availability (laughs) in in two years' time. But, okay, all right. So I've won you around. That's good. Let's talk about the number threes and then we'll take a short break before we discuss the middle order. So I've gone Sky at number three. You've put him at number four. Why, why have I'm you gone for Rahul? I'm a big fan of Rahul Tripathi and I just three. hope that he's given a run in um, for India. He's in his 30s. I think he's 30. He'll be 33 by the 2024 World Cup, but age really, we've seen with Surya Kumar Yadav, it's not really a barrier. Uh, so, with uh, Rahul Tripathi, it's that his strike rate 
he has a strike rate of 162 against pacers in this IPL had a strike rate of 151 against spin uh, which you know if someone like a kohli at the other end if he's there he struggles against spin so if you have someone like a rahul tripathi there uh, he can go after the bowling and he can attack the spinners also especially uh, Paces also in the middle overs. He had a strike rate of one fifty eight, which you know that's been India's issue of late. You know, just uh, upping the tempo in the middle overs, and he is a kind of bowler very similar to Sky can go after ball one. So I just think it adds firepower to the batting lineup, and he is not the he plays big knocks. It's not that you know he scores thirty forties and then gets out. Once he said he ensures that you know it's a big knock, match winning knock. So I've been really impressed with Rahul. To- Tripathi recently Vijay Hazare he scored three consecutive uh, hundreds also so he's in the ODI squad for New Zealand and I just hope that yeah he's given a longer run. Yep, certainly you know one that has been knocking on the door for a little bit of time to get his international call up and and get a run in the side. The reason that I've gone for Sky is nothing against Tripathi and you know if if Sky doesn't bat at three then that is another good option, as you've just argued. But the reason I'd go with Sky at three is where he prefers to bat in in this format of the game, and he's the best player in the world at the moment. So you've got the best player in the world, just bat him in the position that he wants to bat in because you know nobody else trumps him when it comes to that. So he bats there for the Mumbai Indians. He's had all that success. And sometimes having him at four, what, what happens if your openers, as you want them to, mm. do get off to a good start? Yeah. You just, it's just less deliveries, less deliveries for Sky to play. And he can be a finisher. We've seen that. He can bat through the middle overs. He can bat anywhere. But just give him as many deliveries as possible to face, right? And and having him at number three, which he's done on, on so many occasions in the IPL and, and where he is cemented for the Mumbai Indians. Remember, they retained him above Ishan Kishan. I know they bought Kishan back for stupid money. Um, but they retained him, even at his age, and before he had all this international form behind him, they retained him. That's how big a player he is. They they released some big names, the Mumbai Indians, ahead of that mega auction last time, but they retained him, and he is locked in that number three spot. So I think that's where he should be batting uh, for India. I mean, come on, we we want to see Sky as much yeah, as possible, right? Sky at three again, not the bad, worst pick. I think I'm starting to like your 11 more. This is not fair. We should take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break and then we'll discuss the middle order. Hi, I'm Mark Jano, broadcaster and Sri Lankan cricket fan. Every week, Estelle Vazu, Devon and myself will drop several episodes of Sri Lanka on 99.94, keeping you up to date on the latest from the Sri Lankan cricketing world. If you want to know what Hasaranga is up to, where Chabri Athapattu scored her runs, or what Naroshan Dickwaller has been discussing behind the stumps, then make sure to watch or listen to Sri Lanka on 99.94. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on the 99. 99- Point nine four app. Join the shrunken crooked conversation and get involved. So middle order then. You've I, I went for Sky at three. Yep. You've gone for Sky at four. I've gone Samson at four. Yeah. You've got him a bit lower down. Discuss. Mm. I mean, we, we've discussed Sky. Discuss why you've Just got Samson I lower think down. Just because Pandya, Pandya is at four, five for me. Yeah. 
ప్లేయర్ who can be the finisher in my team so that's the only reason why i have uh samson at number 6 because 6 um, he can be a designated finisher why not like uh there's so much of competition that top order if you have to play him i don't see a place for him up the order like in my 11 if tripathi is there and surikumar is there and uh, india will need designated finishers like some like they had uh, dinesh karthik in this t20 world cup so why not have him there and he has pretty he has done pretty well in the death overs also so and he is the kind of player who can tee off from ball one unlike like unlike uh, hardik pandya so that that's the only reason why i will have samson as my designated finisher going forward and hardik pandya is five yeah. okay i mean obviously mm. i've gone i've not picked rahul tripathi so i haven't got that same problem which is why i've gone with samson at 4 and sky at 3 and the reason i've got him mm-hmm. at four I'd, i obviously yeah. i'd have him keeping I, i assume you'd have rishabh pant keeping Bunt in your side because he's not yeah. a good fielder <laughs> um, so he'd yeah so you'd have to have him behind the stumps in your side so i've only gone with one potential keeper in my 11 so samson keeps and bats at four a bit more responsibility batting up the order and keeping but he's done that so well for the rajasthan royals i feel and and i think at the top of the order i mean ideally you could argue that look if kohli decided to step down from this format then in my 11 i might have been tempted to push samson to open and then have somebody else coming in in that middle order as well um maybe a deepak hooder at mm. four or something like that or or maybe three you know d- depending on whether you swapped him with sky it obviously depends on form but we're we're talking about ifs and buts so I, i've got him at four anyway i think he likes that extra responsibility and i think mm. you know again i i feel the top of the order is better he's not a natural finisher could be groomed into one but if we're talking about the here and now i don't think he's the finished article as a finisher so hardik at 5 we've both agreed on and yeah, captain yeah definitely he is Or my is captain, captain? <laughs> there's no other captaincy say. option like okay in the, um no Bumra? not really yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't play half the time so you can't yeah you can't do that Je- um jadeja troll is success at csk too. no okay yeah so hardik 5 yeah. and captain yeah yeah no doni to to sort of hold his hand and take over midway through uh, a world cup and look this is where i've gone rogue so you've got samson mm. at 6 obviously you've got sky hardik and then yeah. samson at 6 I've gone Rahul Tawatia only because I love the guy. He's just I just his aura. He's just one of those fun guys who, you know, you could become a cult hero already has really in the IPL and with Rajasthan what he did there and now with the Gujarat Titans winning matches yeah. at the end. He's a finisher. He's been finishing in the IPL. He's he's there. He's the finished art. He's ready. And and if we're picking a team now, mm. if there was a World Cup happening next month, 
you could argue that he's there, he's done it, he, that is the role that he does all the time. And get this, my five, six and seven. So we've both gone Jadeja at seven, right? Your five and seven bowl, yeah. my Plus five, Tewati six and seven So there you go. We talk about... Tewati is a left-hander, so... He's a left-hander as well. And yes. he bowls. Hmm. I mean, there's all these, op- you know, the, these these options which we thought we didn't have in the World Cup. And, you know, people would say, oh, we don't have these kind of players. Well, there's one. He's an IPL winner. He's won matches for his franchise time and time again, even his previous franchise. He could come in at six or he could come in at seven and you could swap yeah. him and Jadeja around depending on the situation, couldn't you? Because Jadeja, again, likes to take his time and if you lose a lot of early wickets, you could send him up the... You know, there's. I think there's a lot of flexibility in that lineup, and you could keep the Watia back until the end and until number seven, perhaps, and go for it that way. And how many times have we spoken about yeah. we don't have any batters who can bowl? Well, there's three. There's three in this lineup, so we do, don't we? And, and that gives you so yeah. many options. The only issue seven bowling options. that I have is possibly his fitness. Like if you are picking a team now for 2024, which seems absurd, but yeah, whatever. Tevatia's uh, fitness could be an issue. Uh, he's not really passed the yo-yo test, and with India's you know fielding already being so bad in the T20 World Cup, um, you would want. Someone, you know, who at least not up there, but at least close enough to be fielding and with Shaw also there in the team, not the safest fielder. So I think that is something that could work against him. Um, Just one more interesting thing I was just reading about. I just came across this tweet before this podcast where uh, New Zealand A and India A, there was some match a few years ago and Surya Kumar Yadav was actually the fifth bowler uh, for India and I didn't even know that he bowled. So yeah, why why aren't the batters bowling? That's that's the question. Uh, has no, he has he bowled for the Mumbai Indians? I, I wonder. Really he may well have done. He hasn't. Maybe a you know an over or something at some point. They should have used him last season, let shouldn't they? they? Nothing else was working for them. Yeah, <laughs> it was mainly their batting which let them down. To be fair, but that interesting. Uh, I mean, look, obviously he's bowling at international level, so they, you know he must have had some sort of ability. And something to groom. Actually, We're not he saying he's going to be a frontline bowler, but you know, even in ODIs, he's he part of the ODI setup now. So sometimes you need that person just to come in. One over, yeah. <laughs> 2014. Okay. Obviously, we know. Yeah. Yeah, but we know Coley bowls, or did. Coley's the last player to take a a wicket for India in a T20 yeah. World Cup knockout game, isn't he? In 2016, in the <laughs> semi final. So. <laughs> I don't know why they don't bowl. I don't know. Because in, in back in the days, you know, you'd see Tendulkar. Tendulkar, I think, could have been one of the best spin bowlers that India ever produced. But he was so good. He was the arguably the best mm. batter of all time. So just didn't want to either get injured or, you know, didn't have the time to put into his bowling because he was concentrating on his batting. But when he got it right, he was brilliant. But he used to, you know, he used to spend time in the net still bowling to all the batters and stuff. And when they were practicing against, you know, Shane Warne or Murali or whatever, he'd come in and bowl leggies or offies. He could bowl seam up. He could swing the ball. He was just so talented. 
You had him, you had Ganguly. I've even seen Raul Dravid bowl at international level, but he wasn't that good. But, you know, Roy Sharma used to bowl. There's been quite a few over the years that have turned their arm over and, and had a bit of success as well. Suresh Raina was a very decent off-spinner. Yuvraj Singh turned himself into a proper all-rounder. You know, they had so many options. And that's why I've kind of gone with this Duatia pick as well, just to... He's a natural finisher. That's what he does. And he bowls as well if you need that option. You know, he's your seventh option, but he's there. If everyone else is getting smashed, just bring him in. He might have the golden arm and, and get you that wicket when you need it. So so we've gone for Duatia. Well, I've gone for Duatia. We've both gone for Jadeja at seven. Don't think there's any argument over that. Best fielder in the world. Mm-hmm. Loads of options. Left-hander. Yeah. You know, if can spin it if if the conditions suit and if not it just keeps issue, it tight wicket yeah, to wicket that, right that's one issue which India uh, struggled with you know finding a proper number 7 there was Akshar Patel batting there so uh, before the tournament there, we actually like we were discussing Jadeja in the team like not really the most um, feared batters but then we realized how much India will miss him like if he's not there just for the whole balance so um, he's just there for Possibly the balance, you can say, yeah. Excellent. Right, so that's the middle orders then. Um, We've not agreed on a couple of positions, but we're kind of mostly there. Uh, So right, the bowlers then, the four bowlers, we'll discuss them after this short break. I'm Jared Kimber and I host two podcasts on 99.94. Red Inca, which is chats on trends and stories within the game with a weekly Q&A where I can be asked about anything from a time-travelling Don Bradman to which cricket ground serves the best food. And Double Century, I look at the historical stories that make cricket what it is today. You can search for either of them in your favourite podcast platform or on the 99.94 DM app. So, sorry, in my team I've got seven potential bowlers, but the four specialists that I've gone with uh, Bumrah, of course, no argument there if he's fit. Um, Jahel, Umran Malik, and Arshdeep Singh. You've gone with Bishnoi, and then you've gone with the three quicks, the same as me Malik, Bumrah, and Arshdeep. So, hmm. why have you gone with Bishnoi as of now? We're talking now, right? We're not talking two years, you know, based on what we know now. Why would you Bishnoi go just Bishnoi he over Jahel? Can bat a little bit, not the best batter in the team obviously but he can uh, bat a bit so that just adds a little bit of strength to the batting department plus he's just so talented he's an excellent fielder you know he has the googlies and uh, even under pressure he's done so well and he did well against Pakistan in the Asia Cup where most economical bowler and then he was dropped uh, right after that he was a standby but he's not been picked in the New Zealand uh, T20 series and just feel that uh, with uh, Chahel sometimes he can be too expensive on his day and when he's expensive when he's going for runs there's almost a he can't return from there like he, his second spell won't be uh, economical almost it's like once he starts off expensively he will concede 40-45 runs in his spell so that's one risk with Chahel in the team and Bishnoi just because he's young and you know he has all the skills even Ian Bishop has been so impressed with him his googlies and I just uh, yeah I I would prefer him over Chahel just because of that you know Chahel can prove to be very expensive on his day yeah no, good point. Absolutely good point. Um, I suppose if 
if I was picking Jahel, there is that option then if he's expensive, often a, a couple of overs, mm. you could just say that's it for today and put on somebody like a Jadeja and, and bowl him for four, you know, a few more options. Um, but you're right, Bishnoi is a really exciting cricketer. We were both raving about him. We felt he should have been given his opportunity um, and, and given that run into the side, even in the World Cup as well. The only reason why I've slightly gone for Chahel is just the experience and, and the fact that he's he's a wicket-taker. Mm-hmm. He can bowl the googly pretty much as well as Bishnoi, but it's Bishnoi's stock delivery. And that's the only thing that concerns me about Bishnoi is his leg spinner doesn't really come out very often. He seems to have lost the ability to, or has he even ever had the ability to consistently bowl leg spinners. Um, so if he just worked on that a little bit, then he'd be effective against both right hand and left hand or, you know, mm. on, on any kind of surface to, given the dimensions of the ground and stuff like that. So that's the only thing that concerns me is that he can become a bit predictable with just the googlies and the straight ones and the angle that he has coming into the right-handers, away from the left-handers. It's all quite the same. He needs to obviously work on varying his pace a bit more. But if he can get that leg spinner going, then I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you that he's the one for the future. Jahel's in his 30s, never quite sort of established himself as a world-class leg spinner over a period of time. He has been world-class for periods and, and done really well. Um, over a period of time at international level, he hasn't. And Bishnoi has that potential. So I'll I'll maybe give you that one on the basis that yeah. he gets some coaching and just works on his leggy a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Umrah and Malik, both of us have picked Malik. I mean, there, there's no argument over Arshdeep and Bumrah, right? We've not gone Bhuvi. We've discussed that before. He's getting on a bit. Mm. Seems to have lost that little bit of zip, especially in his second spell always. I mean, he tends to do well if the ball's moving early on, but comes back for a second spell and, and can be quite expensive. Doesn't really work at the death either. How My excited are you about I'm Umar Malik? I'm so excited uh, before series and then when he doesn't play, it just dips, you know, <laughs> against New Zealand. I was like, wow, Umar Malik and he didn't even play. So keeping my emotions under check. But yeah, he's he has to be there. Like someone who can bowl 95 miles per hour consistently. He just has to be there. You just try him out. If he doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least give him a, you know, rope of 10, 15 matches. And we've discussed before that sometimes the Indian team doesn't do well because they lag these x-factors or they don't take a bold step and he could just be the that x-factor you know who wins a game or two and you never know but people might get uh, yeah you never know what invest in these conditions how effective he could be and uh, India have never had someone like him before. That That's more exciting. And that's also what makes it so frustrating that, you know, you are not giving him a chance to be a first of so many. So that's the frustrating part. And he would have been, I think, you know, obviously lack of experience going into the World Cup, but that's because he wasn't given that run of games, you know, playing consistently and given that rope, like you say. But he would have been so useful in Australian conditions in particular. I mean, that's we saw what the Pakistanis mm. did. We saw what Nokia did. saw what Mark Wood did. You know, it's that extra pace. And if you can get your length right, you know, you don't need to bowl short in Australia. You can bowl 
length deliveries or just short of a length and they're going to climb up and if you're bowling at that pace like we saw with these guys you're going to cause batters a lot of trouble and I think they missed a massive trick there they might they'll probably bring him in for the ODI World Cup in 23 mm. on Indian pitches which would be quite flat and he won't do well and then we'll yeah. you know it's so frustrating they don't use the right players in the right conditions at times actually, um, yeah, so anyway we both agreed on Umran Malik I think it was in the England series. So, you know, if Arshdeep had that run, so there was no reason to say yeah. that Umran is inexperienced and that's why we didn't take him. Because it was just about, you know, settling, deciding, okay, the, these are bolos and Umran just wasn't in the plans. So, yeah, frustrating. Yeah, but we hope that changes with the new regime, new selectors, um, new captain hopefully in this format just quickly by the way we our previous episode we talked about selectors and selection committees and i gave the comparison with england who have now appointed a national selector and that is luke wright and and it's funny isn't it because india's advert or the bcci's advert for these roles you've got to be retired for five years you've got to have done this that whatever luke wright retired to become a selector up until yesterday he was a sussex player still and i got love for luke wright i went to school with him he he we played on the same team together we played in the county age groups together lovely guy brilliant role model brilliant t20 cricketer actually um in his time unlucky right i think not to get an ipl contract when he was at his peak um because he was top scorer in the big bash top scorer in the t20 blast a couple of times as well just a really brilliant cricketer World Cup winner with England and they've got this guy who's you know who was who was contracted to Surrey up until yesterday he's young he's a current player or he was and they've made him the national selector because he knows T20 cricket and you know he obviously he'll be involved with the test selection as well but working in conjunction conjunction with the captain and the coach of each of those teams and that's another thing as well England got different coaches haven't they for tests and for mm. for white ball cricket as well Matthew Mott's the white ball coach Brendan McCullum's the test coach so you know you might talk about bringing Luke right in he hasn't played test cricket you know four four day cricket wasn't really what he you know made his bread and butter doing through most of his career but he's got Brendan McCullum there as as you know another selector so to speak and Ben Stokes the captain will have an input there'll be the three of them and then in the ODI and the T20s you know it's it's a different system so England have have acted quick they've made this decision there's no stipulation that you have to be retired for this many years that many years all that I mean what's to say Luke Wright won't pick his mates in the team well you've got to have you know you've got to have trust in someone's integrity to know that they won't do that. I mean, is it are there all these former cricketers in India so untrustworthy or current cricketers who are coming to the end of their careers? Like a DK, for example. I'm just giving an example of somebody who's, mm. you know, played international cricket just weeks ago and, you know, could potentially be offered this job as, as a selector, as a head selector, whatever. I know they're going to have a committee, aren't they, as well, which is another issue, but... Mm. Why couldn't you have somebody like a DK there? What's he? Did you not trust yeah. him to not pick his friends? I, it's just stupid. Till I think in India, you know, the system till you have an old man, as you said, old middle age, middle age group around sitting, discussing over chai, and you know, just 
politics and all i i don't think anything in india works uh, before the, uh, like before all that happens so there's lunch there's dinner and then the team is announced you know so many times it's like the team will be announced at 11:30 at night after dinner so that's like you know they are assembling not to pick a team but to have you know an adda over chai and dinner and lunch so yeah the <laughs> I think they just yeah. have a they yeah they have a full couple of meals all catered for by the BCCI paid for yeah, and I think there's definitely. probably a free bar as well because they all these old men like their whiskies and stuff don't they so whiskies cigars and all that they have a good make make a yeah. day of it I suppose and then they select a team it's ridiculous isn't it but anyway that it is frustrating that they're going to go with this panel again but we'll see what happens those are our 11s then let us know yours. Get in touch with us uh, on social media, um, whether it be on the YouTube comments or, or just leave a comment uh, via your podcast provider. Rate us uh, on there as well. Please give us five stars if, if you think we're worth it. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and uh, we'll be back next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Rugani and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.